Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. New Amsterdam Radio starts now. Flowball Voice in the mayor's office. What's going on, everyone out there? Creators, entrepreneurs, thinkers, and doers. Thank you so much for coming over. Tuning your radios to the only radio show for the city of creatives. NewAmsterdam.com at NewAmsterdam on Instagram at New underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter. Uh, as for me, at the time this airs, I'll be in Dallas, Texas uh, with one of my sister shows. I am a contributor to the Mac Mania podcast. This one is a show that I don't own, uh, but it is one that I contribute on. It's a Spotify original presented by The Ringer. It's a wrestling program, and they're out there for WrestleMania. And I'll be out there by the time this episode hits your ears. And it's going to be a trip. It's going to be fantastic. It's the first time I've gone to a WrestleMania as a member of the press. So it's kind of a brand new experience. And speaking of brand new experience, let's talk about our guest today, Vinny Podestivo, who is an MTV alum, but currently uh, working at VPE.TV, the Verified Podcast Exchange. It is an entertainment network that helps people connect and grow their platforms. I mean, Vinny is just a wealth of knowledge about how TV worked, how non-scripted worked. We don't really use reality as a moniker so much anymore. Uh, just being able to sit and vibe with a fellow New Yorker, it always feels like I'm at home. I get to do that. So you're definitely going to enjoy that chat. But before we get to that, I just want to say thank you so much for checking out this episode and all the other episodes. And there's other ways you can support as well. If you're on that Anchor platform, there is a listener support function. Make sure you hit that up. Or you can check out Patreon. That's patreon.com slash flowboboys. That's me, F-L-O-B-O, where you can unlock video interviews the day they drop on the audio platform of New Amsterdam Radio and much more. And New Amsterdam has a couple of designs over at the shop at flobito.threadless.com. That's F-L-O-B-I-T-O.threadless.com. Let me know what you think about the designs and all that jazz. But enough of me rambling. That's my two minutes. I'm out of time. Here's my chat with Vinny. Welcome back to New Amsterdam, right of the podcast for creatives. It is I, the mayor, Flopo Boys, in the mayor's office, hanging with people who are thinking and doing in this city for creatives. People always ask me, why New Amsterdam? Well, that was the original name for the city of New York when it was sold to the Dutch, and the K means knowledge. My guest today is doing it with a bit of flair, knowing people, engineering brands, and more. Please welcome Vinny Potesi to the show. How are you doing, Vinny? Oh, my mind is blown. I love that setup, by the way. I just got like information overload. I'm ready for this. I'm ready for where we are about to go. Like, bring me there. Take me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was saying that, man. I, I felt the vibe. I felt the energy you got on the call. I was like, you're definitely East Coast, man. I feel it. I, was, I, was, I went to Jamestown High School in Brooklyn, came out here yeah. 15 years ago to follow a dream, quote unquote, in Los Angeles. Uh, so what's been your experience other than the East Coast, man? How's life living out there? I love it. I love being, I'm from Staten Island. I went to school, I went to college at the North Shore of Staten Island, and, and okay. that gave me access to be in Times Square. Um, I was on a corner of Times Square, like where MTV was in Ananda. 
saw me on 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 a corner and asked if I wanted to ask Whitney Houston a question about recording a Prince of Egypt soundtrack. So this is all true story. This is so you say what are the benefits of living in New York? What's it like living? Yeah. That story is like a reality. That story, and and from that. So I, by the way, I never got to ask the question. <laughs> she didn't approve. She didn't approve that question. So I didn't yeah. have to ask it. But that's your story. Her, you weren't busy. You weren't. Her, I wasn't busy. I was at school, but her producers were casting. Um, it's not right, but it's okay. Video and asked if I knew people who would want to be in that that were in the New York, New Jersey area. I said, "Are you kidding? Of course I know dance strong dancers and women. That's all I know. I'm fr- like I. I wanted to be a, a theater producer. I wanted to oh. be like uh, I wanted to like maybe be on Broadway and be a theater producer and create shows you know things that um that was kind of like my path and, and casting i kind of liked those two um so so that skill set by the way right place right time with ananda and and that turned into a 10-year career at mtv where i got to launch the talent development department with a dude named rod asa who's currently running reality and all of nbc wow <laughs> You can think him. He's the guy who who got rid of Kim Kardashian. <laughs> but he saved he saved Oxygen. He brought he brought True Crime to Oxygen, and he was just a real pioneer in TV. And he was my boss for ten years. And and in our department, originally we were supposed to cast the VJs. You know, any anything with a celebrity host that was like what our department did. And it turned into the Osbournes, and then Punk. And then newlyweds and that trifecta put MTV in in a galactic map that was like absolutely you know, not not even understandable and that and that was just as MTV was turning 20 years old so I got to work with some of like the original MTV or like employee two and five you know the the the, the I think the the designer who who launched MTV in 81 she was a pre- judy mcgrath she was a president when i was there so i got to work with legacy people that like i got the girl watching mtv mtv was yeah. spicy oh absolutely up. yeah like, i had <laughs> we were talking about before we went live i didn't have cable until i was about 17 years old and even yeah. i knew the 10 spot was a big deal it was like 10, 10 p.m throughout the week yeah. it's a top tier content man it was like, that's it was when, a movement. that's when uh, the ratings changed so you can air certain things at past 10 o'clock that you can't yeah so so the certain videos that didn't qualify yeah there is so people that's so funny the 10 spot yeah, yeah it's man. true so this is a throwback there. it's a great so- time and 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 i got to and you know um i i knew that i, I we put um mandy moore you know on the network as a host at first and then um we put her in, in, in the together film and um, I got. I was in the room. I, I auditioned Beyonce for her role um, in Carmen, the hip hop. Oh yeah, the hip hop. Like I was the dude holding the camera in the room. <laughs> like you know what I mean? I got r- ridiculous experiences that yeah. um, you know. I'm going on spring breaks with Carmen Electra and Funkmaster Flex, and DJ Scribble is holding my hand as my older brother, and like I, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't grow up, grow up, to be honest, I didn't grow up, I, like you, I didn't grow up with cable in my house. And when I was about 17 or 18, you're, you're like just about like a senior, mm-hmm. is that like a senior in high yeah, school? Yeah, high school. so that's just maybe about when I started getting um, MTV. But to be honest, I kind of wanted to be a Broadway producer. So I, I didn't really listen to pop culture. I listened to show tunes and like, 
Yeah, wait, what's didn't your, what's your jam? See, you didn't want to steal my iPod because you'd be like, Ben, <laughs> guys and dolls, are you kidding me? Oh, that's All a classic, music. though. Like, what? Come on, it's Nathan Lane. It's a good one. Yeah, I think like, it was like some alter, like off, 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 off Broadway. No, guys and dolls yeah, is top tier, yeah, man. I'm, I'm like a mainstream Broadway guy, yeah. Hey, if you got to be crazy, you got to lead in 100%. Uh, so we were also talking this before we went live about doing things that last for a lifetime, right? MTV, yeah. Legacy, people still talk about those days, living before my time, the Beavis and Butthead ever, right? Yeah. Of that, when you're creating these shows, especially the, the what do you call, um, uh, factual shows now, because everything reality has this weird stigma yeah. to it. Uh, did you notice, did you feel like it was going to be something that's going to be everlasting? Or was it more like, oh, this is going to be a hit? Or is it more like a, we don't know what this is, we're just going to see what sticks? That's interesting. So, so, um, the answer to that question is, is that I think there is a formula to creating a show that can last thousands of episodes and, 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 and stand the test of time. Um, and there are certain shows that are built to do that. And there are certain shows that are not. Um, shows that are built to do that, like Chopped, for example, that just hit, you know, a thousand episodes, uh, mm -hmm. I think, because in all of its iterations of Chopped, you know, it just hit it. Um, for me on MTV, I have two legacy shows that are still run that are still running that are still airing right now with casts that I put in place. Mm. Uh, the, ch the challenge with TJ Lavin, yeah, which is a show about pushing that generation that's watching MTV to their mental and physical strengths. It's challenging their mental and physical strengths. So that by that, when you look at how that show is framed. Yeah, the, the the multiplier there is time and people. That that's the framework doesn't stop, you know, because it's proven. And right. then and while and out. Wild oh wow! Out. You know, we just hit three hundred episodes, and it's finally getting. To be honest, the the level of comedic recognition that it's long overdue. Because to be honest, it came out of MTV. And it's oh, it's the kid, it's you know, it's kid version Nick Cannon's first show. It's not like adult Nick Cannon's, first, you know what I mean? All the weird right, things right. that play media. So, and that show was simply about the testament to creativity is boundless. The okay. more you have, the more you get, and the more you put on stage, the more you will get, and the more you throw at them, the more you will get. And if you have talent, and it's focused and predicated on like real talent, mm -hmm. that that you can throw anything at them. And in the casting on that show, Nick's Eye, his whole team, you know, DJ D-Rec, Niall Evans, that whole team, that um, uh, that whole family, you know, has such a great eye for raw talent. And and then look at the people from the first season of Wild and Out. Mikey Day, you know, big, you know, big on everywhere right now. I think he's got a funny show coming out on Netflix uh, right, right. in April too, but... Um, those shows were meant to be, you know, launch pads for comedians, which are boundless, who can truly test limitless talent. And Nick came up with that idea. And Nick was told no, by the way. Nick was told no. Nick was dating Christina Milian at the time because mm -hmm. it was around Christmas break, I remember. And Nick and Christina, Nick went. And shot it. He shot tape himself. He rented out a small studio, like a small comedy set. Christina was the other um, comedian, uh, right. you know, team. So it was the two of them. So by the way, like if that's this is like this right. is like Hollywood. This is like Hollywood magic. This storyline right here, and it's reality. And then Nick shot that after he invested in it. After MTV told him no, 
which means he can take the sh you know the show elsewhere now after MTV because we had a deal with him. Um, and he came back and said, "No, this MTV is the right place for it, and I want you to see this tape." And and that's when the producers, wow, MTV saw it and Nick Nick. So I just like that. I wanted to share that story because because yeah. you know well, we're going to get no's in our lives and and knowing when to invest. You know, he probably got notes. He probably he probably was told no, and then was told a couple of reasons why, and then addressed them by showing. Yeah, you know, so that's how you create something with longevity is that the framework doesn't shift, but you, there, there is a multiplier or multiples that are coming through that are, that are natural, that are native to, will be challenged within that framework. Um, you know, friends moving into a house, the, the idea is moving. The show ends basically as soon as they move into the house because the show is about moving, you know. Right, and then right. Matchmaker is a show about, you know, the first date. The show ends at the date. It's not about did they get married, did they go on. So I could tell you from the get-go what shows, well, Housewives. There's, Housewives, and, yeah. And, and to be honest, I think why Housewives works and will work infinitely is the framing. So in, in reality, like we said, in the reality show version and docu version, right? what's the answer? The fra framing is everything. Framing can change, make or break how, you know, what, what you call it, what it is and what you call it, <laughs> what mm -hmm. it is and, and, and what we're seeing you know, there should be some uh, friendly discord, creative discord there. <laughs> the challenges, you know, yeah, real housewives. And you're like, yeah. real what? Real crazy, yeah. real loud, real yeah, happy, yeah. Real right. happy, real rich, real, real rich. <laughs> real, kind of vague, you know, depending on who you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. when I'll tell you, when I'm casting, or when I was casting Real Housewives of New Jersey back in the day, literally knocking on like, every boutique door in northern new jersey trying to see who people's favorite vips were and would they spread the word and and i'm walking around with like a i have like a i have a, a box of like pinot grigio in, in my car so i can br i'm bringing everyone wine while i'm talking to them because i start like 9 a.m what are you doing an italian boy yeah it's 10 30 <laughs> you know I'm, I'm talking to the load-in guys but i'm such like a new yorker that you know but you yeah. know what the you, with, with when you when you ask me cast a show like housewives of jersey you get a family a dysfunctional family i know that that's what i come from by the way um osborne's dysfunctional family i got that i got I yeah. related to that you know um and those are shows that you know changed a lot of people's lives from watching them but i, I got to that that's how i got to uh put myself you know in the ether and, and out there um in a way that was like really meaningful as a creative that I wasn't expecting, you know. Absolutely. Well, this one here, I'm glad you talked about Wild Now and the Osbournes because it actually leads to my next question. For someone like myself who wasn't, I was watching TV, I was raised on it, but I wasn't aware of TV until the Osbournes because it was considered one of the first reality sitcoms. And then you had uh, Wild and Out having these things. We're seeing with variety entertainment this shift, or if it hasn't shifted already, to be honest with you, for making things almost as some of its parts. Like almost like a candy bar has like a bunch of blocks, right? You have like your snackable content, and then you have like your main content. Um, I do think those are two shows, example, and MTV doesn't get enough credit mm -hmm. for. Maybe your vision doesn't get enough credit for is finding ways to make content uh, rewarding if you watch it in one piece, and also entertaining if you watch it in pieces. Wait, rewarding if you watch it in watch one, it piece. one piece and entertaining and then, if you watch it in pieces if you're scrolling and, like oh this is a clip from next week's episode okay that's funny right ah. 
Right. Because yeah. you're coming, you're starting, you're starting from, okay, if I'm going to watch something, it's going to be a bunch of smaller pieces. You're starting from smaller, mm-hmm. as opposed to someone traditionally from like television who would think from a 30 minutes or 60 minute framework right. and then have to work backwards from that. Yeah. So that, again, it's interesting to think about how, how that framework works. And when you think of MTV, you know, I don't know. I'll be, I'm curious how people, I'm curious to see how, I, there was a point when I was at MTV that if you said, I saw it on MTV, you might have said, oh, on the, on TV or on MTV.com because there, there wasn't AOL music yet. There wasn't YouTube yet. Um, you couldn't watch music videos, but you could see interviews, certain interviews and things like that, you know, were available on it. So there are certain things that did happen. And I, I want, I wonder what the relevance, I, I know that on social media, they're extremely relevant. It feels right. that way. Like TikTok has translated, you know, from being that solely media property as a TV network to being a personality, a brand, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's got a lot of faces, you know, to be able to put in front of camera that represent who it is. Um, none of them <laughs> I cast. Even the hills, you know, everything, everything comes to an end. <laughs> Not wrong. No respect. Uh, no guys. respect, man. <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. And then, by the way, it's. I remember when I left MTV and I was like, I'm, I can't stay here at MTV anymore. You know, they... Tequila Tequila was not, I wasn't excited about the direction and, and I, I, to be honest, I had a, um, Ashley Simpson got, Ashley Simpson had, had a bad performance on SNL and then advertisers were, um, and, and then the show didn't go, I don't know how to say that. And then the show didn't go on anymore. And then I had to find a new, I had to find a new Ashley Simpson because that was my job. And um, I brought in Katy Perry, and MTV is like she's never gonna. She's like a Baptist recording artist. So what she's dating, Trav? It's not you're not you're so off, Vinny. And then I had to recast Benji and Joel on All Things Rock um, from Book of Charlotte, and I brought in um, Pete Wentz, and they're like, what? Oh. They're like, he's not even the lead singer of the band, Vin. Like you couldn't <laughs> get us the lead singer of the band, you got us the bassist, and I'm like, right. I'm like, first off, have you seen the like, that, that's like the whole that's like the, actually the funny part about it. Yeah. Secondly, so I just felt like um um what I wanted to do with talent, what I were you know, I, I and I also Heidi Klum came in and pitched Project Runway and I wanted to bring in Project Runway and that didn't happen. And I wanted to do I wanted to do singled out with Kim Kardashian, but then Kim in Paris ended up doing um True Light one What's that show that they did? Simple Life. Uh, Simple Life, right. Like two months later. Jobs. But, I, yeah, I, yeah. but we have like, I do like, conf, you know, at MTV, you do like conference room run-throughs. So I have a conference room run-through of that show with Mikey Day hosting it and Kim Kardashian as like the Jenny McCarthy. That's a good. That's your alternate universe. That's right some there. good casting now that I look yeah. at that back, right? Yeah. I'm like, that's not so bad. It's like that's the, like the uh, Avengers Infinity War. It's a whole different And I was timeline. mad. I'll tell you one thing too. I never see this. I was mad. I was mad because I worked on a show that was done, was canned, eight episodes. We were done editing six episodes out of eight. And there was a change in senior management and that show went away and the Hills came out and the Hills took that spot and it was successful. Oh, wow. And I'm mad because 
the show that I was working on, that I was the EP of, that was my big breakout show, was Nas and Khalees' Newlywed series. Oh I'm wow! So mad. That, yeah. That, but I got to, I got, but I'll tell you what, I got to create a whole series with Nas. Man, he, I got to learn how to communicate. Like he did not, he would not walk into a, a, a room twice just for coverage. He wouldn't do it. Which is right. Bad. Right. <laughs> get it, get it, try to get the shot another day, guy. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. He's so great. But like, yeah. I, I got, and, and then, and then he became a huge media producer. Like, I got to work with Nick Cannon on that tiny little show, Wild and Out. And he is a media conglomerate. I got to, to give, to, to be a small part of Punked and the success that gave Ashton Kutcher his production company that after I left MTV, I worked for. And he launched his media, you know, empire. And I don't take credit for any of those. I just got to be, you know, Jessica Simpson, Tuna, this, like all of it. Are you kidding me? This yeah, branding mo- you talk about celebrity branding. These are the most human moments that, that they just, you know what they knew, celebrities, artists, you know what they knew before we did is what we learn now with social media, what it's like to create content that no one asked for and put it out. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, right. Like that sucks. But yeah, that's what they've been doing their entire. You know, imagine. So now I understand why they come out with like a song. You know, one album a year because they're like, did I get it? Is this is this what we're talking? Is this does everyone think this way? Is this how? Yeah, (laughs) because because you can't. By the way, it's not like now we would change. You know, that we change it and release V two instantly. You know. Yeah, it is pretty it's surreal. On, like, tape, you know, it's it's right. cemented on like wood and like <laughs> so it's just cool to think of um it's cool to think of of what we can do as creators now, the ownership we have. I mean, I'll geek out, I'm gonna geek out, but like the ownership we have of, of the IP the, that's available for us to own right now as creators, especially in America, where mm-hmm. in America, when you sell a show, you give up the rights to the network they buy the network they buy the rights from you and then they'll assign the show to you and you can either pay or play they'll either hire you to work on it or they'll hire you to not work on it and right. depending on how well you do and blah 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 and so on and so forth and most places in other countries it's illegal for the network to own 100 percent of the content they have to do the ownership split with the production company that's why tyra banks took top model internationally before she came to America. And then she goes, no, no, I own the rights. You can license it. And I'm going to sell it. I'm going to give India one and I'm going to give, you know, uh, UK their version and we're going to do Australia's version. And yeah, um, that's that. If you think of that type of business, that's what we're now able to do in social media that, but that's how they did it back then. But we didn't realize that that's what it's like when you when you do something called um, serialized content, or when you have you know your own series that isn't it's a television show, but but you create content to to get on television to make those moments you know matter. 
If you're listening to this interview with Vinny, you want to know more about how that whole works, I recommend the book Desperate Networks. It really takes a couple chapters following uh, Mark Burnett's rise into the Hollywood and about how the deals are made and things like that. But question for you, Vinny. It's not about yeah. Mark. It's about you, Vinny. <laughs> more importantly, we're talking about celebrity branding uh, and, and what that means now. You know, it seems that like everyone gets famous for one thing, and now they almost they have to have an empire. And the businesses could be different. It could be as different as, as Shaq, or it could be under the same brand, like like House of Fenty, but there has to be some sort of through line. What goes through your mind nowadays when it comes down to celebrity branding and leveraging celebrity powers for other business segments? Yeah. Um, all right. So the first answer is awards. Um, I know a lot of talented people who are not winning awards. And the reason why celebrities win awards is because they apply for them. That's why. They pay a fee. Someone pays a fee. Someone fills out a form. It's not, it's not exciting. It's not fun. It's sometimes really, we, in fact, maybe you've heard about certain actors that are super famous winning for supporting character roles. And the strategy there is, Hey, maybe they look more impressive, you know, as a set, as a fallback guy than as the lead guy, because that's not their normal. So you understand that strategy. So awards is my number one thing I want to, I love, I love working with award-winning producers and creators. I like working with them because they believe in their work. Because yeah. most awards are not won in solitude. Most awards have a couple of people's names attached to them. Mm -hmm. And and I also in this also when I'm when I am looking to create something with somebody, I might start at an award-winning list and work backwards. See, because now that I know, now that I know that um Vinnie Potestivo and <laughs> McDonald's and ABC and CNN all win the same type of media awards, we're all for the same type of content awards equals a playing field. So I love awards for so many reasons about discoverability. Credits, wow. credits. You know, you work really hard for credits. You're going to love this one. Is this podcast on IMDb? Is it listed as a show, as a podcast show on IMDb right now? No, but it should be. It's going to be. By the time you listen to this, by the way, you should say yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Yes. That's How did point. you know? Yes. Um, Y'all, go check this out. Check us out right now. We're on IMDb. We're live holding you to this. We're live. Here's the benefit of this is that first off, I'm on IMDb too. So, so now your podcast, now that you know, because most people don't even know that you're allowed to upload podcasts as a legitimate series onto IMDb. Now, you can't listen to your podcast. That's not what I'm talking about. It's the credits that I'm talking about. And this, you asked about celebrity branding. So awards first, credits second. So I can get you credits on IMDb. Host, yourself, producer, writer, director. You can get an IMDb Pro free account for 30 days and then upload your photos and videos that won't come down after it expires, but then your, your profile image will default to gray if not, but your project will stay there. And here's the benefits even more so all of your guests. So this means that if someone lands on my page on IMDb, they now will find your podcast listed on my IMDb page because it's the last appearance that I made. So it's a source of discoverability. Yeah. Also in this creator economy, and like I, we use this word and some people really don't talk about like the full 360 of the creator economy, but it, we that's what NFTs, that's what Web3, all of those new words 
is for us creatives who have to be successful in business. And it's also for us, us business folks who have to be now successful in creative. So I understand the intersection. It's, yeah, it's a, right? it's a big loop. It's a big loop. And it's just, it's, so it's a big time. It's a big time for that. So. So great. And uh, what about you, man? Being such, having a track record inside and outside the other house of M, what does it look like for you? Do you see a celebrity now and automatically do the, like a Terminator T800, like scanning them, their value? <laughs> you Can you still enjoy an artist without thinking like you know that? Do you know what's funny is that <laughs> I can answer it. I'll answer it how I really want to. Sometimes when I look at somebody and they're being really mean, I'll be like, you know, I'll put you, I know exactly what network. Don't, you better be nice. I know. <laughs> You better be careful. You better be careful what you're asking for. A couple calls. Give you, yeah, I will put you right there, man. I will. You want your own show? Okay. I will be careful because, like, um, you know, um, I think that I think that one of the qualities that makes a great reality star, or a great personality, or a great person, or a great personal trait to have as somebody who's going to be on camera, whether it's Zoom in front of your clients or on any social network is the ability to make quick decisions and to change your mind slowly mm. to 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 know where you stand and to be able to make effective quick decisions that have tactics that follow but also know that there is a learning curve that's going to come with it and it's probably going to fine tune where you're going and so you're 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 you're, you're saying I know that I'm not right 100% but I'm going to be by the time we get there um and I, I like that as the answer. Yeah, absolutely, man. That I've, you already have dropped science and open minds, brother. Because <laughs> uh, it's funny because, like, you know, you talk about uh, uh, appearances and listing on shows. I always yeah. go back to when I was a, a kid because I'm 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 up there. I'm middle aged, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> when Jay Z dropped his first album, and yeah. people don't know this, his first album came out when he was 26, which is like late later yeah. for hip-hop stars yeah, yeah. and his album reasonable doubt if, if you're not familiar i'm not you are you, you bought it uh <laughs> he only has one appearance and that's from mary j blige like mary j was the queen of hip still is really decides to come on and and basically give it forward so i remember on your podcast we'll get to it in a second i have a podcast mandy moore was on and it reminded me one time where i shot i did a shot in the dark because uh, a girl I went to school with was on this giant reality show called vanderpump rules like ariana so like, yo ariana you remember me she's like I think so. Want to be my show? He goes, sure. And she didn't have to do that. But because I was doing this show week in and week out, views are irrespective of that. It was this person's doing a platform. They have a format. They have a thing. It's it's competitive. It's it's, it's like something that you can basically count on a certain quality level. She jumped on. And it kind of opened a bunch of doors. Because now people are like, oh, you had Ariana Maddox? Well, I'll jump on. And it became this cascading effect. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's that's great. That's awesome. I have um, I have a slightly different strategy about my guests. Um, my guest strategy is, I'm not going to book anybody I don't really know really really well, and that's it. I don't want to use my podcast as a place to interview people that I don't. I'm very empathetic in a way that I could in in a good way and a bad way. Meaning, I soak up the energy, but sometimes it stays. So I'm yeah. really careful about about how about how and when and, and where I open up those sources to. And I've I have 25 years of working with some of the most talented people, I feel like. High five. But I was like, one day I woke up and I was like, wait, I don't want to talk to people I don't know. I only just yeah. want to talk. In fact, in fact, I wish. 
that I could go back and not talk to my friends about them. Some like I talked to Mandy about like uh, you know what uh, co- connecting certain things that you know it was it was cool to talk about, but I didn't have to. Um, I, I talked about them because I thought maybe they would be interesting. But what I really wish I could do is say, oh, you want to learn how to how to um, be part of you know a big machine, creative machine and also make your own content. Listen to this 15-minute episode with Mandy Moore about making content. Oh, you want to know what it's like juggling a personal life and a, and a professional life on camera? Here's this 15-minute. I, I wish I was really specific um, with them. So I'm going back. Christina Milian, Mandy Moore, Suchin Pak, Vanessa Lachey. She's so busy right now shooting her CBS show. So I'm lucky to Why? get her. Um, and then, this is killer news for me, I just got my first hosting gig. Oh, um, what? Thanks. Uh, I'm going to be hosting Miss New York USA, a pageant, um, the pageant here in New York. And it's a system, a pageant system that I met Vanessa Lachey. Vanessa, you know, formerly when I worked with her, Vanessa Manila. Now she's she's married to Nick Lachey. So Vanessa, Vanessa Lachey, Susie Castillo, um, so many, um, Shana Mokla, so many awesome women came from that. Miss Teen USA and Miss Universe that I was able to work with on MTV. So this is super cool for me to get to call them up and hopefully they'll give me some advice and yeah. um, maybe I'll make a little reel about it. But it's cool how how I, I, I talk about circles and I've had about six or seven, I would say, in my career so far. But it's these circles and because um, these success loops that I experience with people. And that's that's why I think my podcast is awesome for me because it's the people I know and where I get to meet people is in, I have clients, I make their podcasts. So I get to meet all their guests. So to be honest, that's, that's how I meet people that I don't know that are outside of my network that I trust because they're my client. They're, they're coming vetted through my client's network. That's cool. Are you kidding? Absolutely. I'm so happy to be on a zoom one or, 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 a. a was uh, Zencaster, you know, I'm happy to be, you know, eavesdropping in. This is right. I, reality TV. This is what I do for a living is, is listen and soak it in and then just pull out the pieces that I think could be impressive, the things that could be impactful and the things that I think could drive income or results. And I tie that back together. And I like that you could do that in the digital space and own it. I got. I just got excited. In TV, you can't own it. In TV, That's, it's man. You know, some people talk about three three audiences being like um, your per- personal, paid, and and earned. I talk about it as like personal content. Like your podcast is personal content. Um, it's distributed on social networks and on mm-hmm. other platforms that you don't own. So that's like another territory, a social, you know, audience. And then there's that public audience that I come from, the TV press world that, you know, um, you don't control the success of your content, but you know that if you drop it in and in success, it can be exponential. Right. You know, so I, I, I like look, I like just identifying those three parameters of audience building because um anytime you can keep your feet dipped in two or three of them that that's where you'll see success yeah. so the podcast- answer, by the way can i say awards just awards credits i i think red carpet moments are important you know like every every thursday at four o'clock i'm on linkedin live audio events that's my red carpet moment yeah you know no i'm not showing up to know 
fancy red carpet. No, but I, I'm not. That's not me. But yeah. what I can do is show up every single Thursday for if the press wants to know where I'm at. <laughs> Wait, you, you want to know? You lead these or you attend these things? I I lead. I lead. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. On, okay. yeah on Thursdays at four o'clock on, on on my LinkedIn. Um, I have a room. It's usually called the, the. It's the power of LinkedIn. Something we always come up with themes and then have sort of monthly tiebacks. But the red carpet moment is important, mm-hmm. and people think that because they are not going to events or there's no real life events that they can't have red carpet moments. So yeah, that those, those help you get discovered, and then after discovery comes distribution, and then amplification, and then analytics. But we'll save that for another podcast. Also, amplification step three. Amplification is is the loop back to to one. Mm-hmm. It's the do re, do re mi fa sol la ti do. It's the do, I guess. It's the first and last. <laughs> That's it. Uh, now every time you sing that song, you're gonna be like, oh, it's time to start analyzing. <laughs> that, that is my mom's favorite musical. So I grew up listening to that like, weekly. Uh, you're gonna house. be like, back Ma, you know, the different. song is about social media. Actually. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yes, it was the war at all. Uh, <laughs> so the podcast is called I Have a Podcast. It's available now. Uh, and I guess the question I had, since you answered my other one so thoroughly, was was what was it be? Some people say someone as knowledgeable as yourself. Somebody who's been in the trenches, someone who's seen things shift, especially in the corporate structure of entertainment, because corporate entertainment is a whole piece entirely. Yeah. You would not be blamed if all this knowledge was sold behind paywalls and get rich quick seminars and some cities and towns you can't even hear of, but they somehow have a crown plaza. But you're giving us away for free. Why, Vinny? Why? Oh, I want people to be successful. <laughs> I don't want you to quit. I don't want you to quit. You're making me get emotional. I didn't think you were going to say that. I really just got emotional because I really get up. I don't want you to quit. Think of that story with Nick Cannon. By the way, I was told that I was told no, that that Beyonce was not allowed to do movies. I really got emotional. Beyonce is not allowed to do movies because the the label did not want me to. I feel bad saying this. And sometimes I believe this is true. The label didn't want me to break up Destiny's Child by giving Beyonce her first golden moment in MTV in a feature film where she is even quoted talking about saying she invented the character Sasha Fierce. You can't even get me started mm-hmm. on, on those pieces of it. But I, I have, you have to see success. I want you to know how to win awards out of the gate. They don't, there's no one running around Hollywood handing out Oscars. That's not how it happens. You know, I want you to be on lists. Uh, celebrities, you need to be on lists. Are you on Twitter lists? Get on lists, apply for things. You know, I, I applied for LinkedIn's Creator Accelerator. I made a video. I didn't get it, by the way. I was kind of bummed and pissed about it. And then I talked yeah. to Chris Doe and a bunch of awesome people who I don't even put myself in the same category as. And I know that I found out that they applied. And I was like, oh, so you know what? Finn, you're from casting. Maybe they just wanted something different. Mm, you just weren't. Or they had, you know, they just weren't. You just weren't a different version that they were looking for. But from that, I made relationships that got me this ability to have the LinkedIn audio event, which is like some weird access that I have right now in some beta program. But I made a relationship. It gave me the opportunity to make the relationship. Applying gave me the opportunity to have the relationship. I come from casting. I'm telling you about the opportunities. So look, agents are not hired to help you break into the industry. Managers are not hired to help you break into the industry. Casting directors are hired. That's their job is to find people 
So I'm just throwing that. I just don't know why I'm yeah. saying that so defensively, but I'm like, no, no, I, I, no, one, no one asked for an agent or a manager, but I'm like, stop asking for an agent or a manager. By the way, don't ask for it. Also, I'm guilty. Not so much an agent. I know it's a whole legal thing, but like, I'm like, I, I want like a, a a guy be like, oh, you want my client? He's over there. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk money first. You know, but I totally yeah. get it. And, Not and managers do the work. I think that that happened. I know it happened. I was, I, I was, you know, look, I was Vinny at MTV. <laughs> if you go to IMDb and like, you know how you can check up celebrity, you know, information on IMDb Pro for a long time, I was every single MTV celebrity's person that said Vinny Padestivo. I know because they would call me. Are you Lauren Conrad's publicist? And I'm like, oh no, here's the information. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but it's you got to have that. But but there's so that's what, those red carpet moments matter. Getting discovered matters. Credits matter. I believe all of it, and I'm so passionate about it. And those are all things that I know for a fact. My friends quit this industry because it didn't happen. They didn't get producer credit. They were pissed. They left. They didn't get cast. They quit. They left. They didn't get the gig. Someone else is getting all. The- Nick Cannon's always taking every single hosting gig ever. Yeah, for so- real, man. <laughs> By, the way, Ryan Seacrest, yeah. <laughs> By the way, how do you think I feel? I cast the guy once. Everyone else keeps casting. What about me? Where's yeah. the casting gigs? After I, you know, I don't get to recast all stars. They just right. book them. They cut me out. You know, <laughs> not all these people. Yeah. So, so I do it because I want to. Because I come from corporate creativity. I know how to help small businesses create small framework for creative departments to live in non-creative entities. So I specialize in bringing in Instagram and podcast booths into skincare companies because I have to teach them how to be creative within their means so that they're able to create in a sustainable manner because because like you said earlier, how do you how do you look at a hit and how do you know if it's really going to let? There are sustainable ways to build creative enterprise, mm-hmm. and I've seen it happen. And damn it, I'm so passionate about it, and I don't want you to give up. And 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 all of my and some of my biggest moments and my learning moments in my life also came from castings that I was in myself. By the way, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, just from putting yourself out there and then asking for refinement from people who want to help you, finding those people who want to help you. So um, also, I don't get paid to help people. Like I don't, like I also found out a way, like I also don't get paid to do what I do. I didn't, I don't have a job. I don't let somebody pay me to do what I do. Right. I do what I do and you can pay me to be a part of it, but yeah. I'm not going to not do what I love doing, what I'm good at doing, what I'm truly talented and gifted at doing because I'm not getting paid for it. And I felt that way in casting and development, especially when they wanted me to work on shows that I didn't agree with. Mm. And I had a staff of 50 people that I had to be mindful of and everyone's getting healthcare. And I work with a lot of women and there are medical and, and also I'm proud to say this, but it was, it was a really cool boom in the reality tea kind of movement when I was there in the like 10, 2010s to 2015s. Cause a lot of women started just investing in themselves, started um, IVF, started family building, started working on things that they'd put on hold because that's what the industry made them do or, or, the choices that they were given led them down that path. And now they're able to, because of Obamacare, by the way, because of, of the independent nature of being a creative, have um, insurance. 
And so I, I really take creativity, you know, so seriously. I'm passionate about helping people understand that you can't measure creativity and business goals the same way. With business goals, the more money you have, the more you spend, the less you have. Yeah. With creativity, the more creativity you have, the more you have. That's a Maya Angelou quote, by the way. So like, I'm, I can't be, you know, gift. You know, I don't want. So it's like, it's so, so you know, it's real, <laughs> right? Exactly. It's legit. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. obviously, it's, like, it's a good quote. It's yeah. a good source. Um, but I love that. I love that, right? But it's true though. The the more the more creativity it's abundant, the more you have of it. The more you use, the more you get, and and the more mistakes you have, the more you learn, and the. The lead, you know, if you spend all your budget on the most expensive things and change the industry and, and hire a couple of extra people that didn't need to be hired, but you gave them the opportunity to be a part of something that's a success that's going to amplify, you know, whatever, you know, it's just, it's cool the power that creatives have. So I'm really, I'm really passionate about helping people be successful. And um, I have some framework around it. Uh, um, uh, the creator accelerator is how I help people. I have a framework. So there's like a, a URL library and there's, there's weekly live get togethers. And, um, that's where I will be hopefully soon. I'll be uploading some, um, some video courses and things like that. Some, some of that overnight stuff. And, um, I have a verified podcast exchange, uh, where we actually create podcasts for people. Our podcasts are being turned into TV shows and scripted series and, books and films and I'm, I'm i'm not i'm not promising you that that's going to happen but i'm telling you it's going to happen yeah that's yeah. what i'm doing that's what i'm doing with podcasts and, and i've been doing that since 2006 with podcasts they're so they're so bright. and you own it yeah absolutely mm, i don't I and i don't want it i don't want it i don't want to own your shit <laughs> i'm so proud to say i want you to own it that i got to help you own this and that and that now let's go sell it and make someone else pay us that's right. The, that's the relationship I want, you know, with my clients and with the people that I work with. And that's why, I'm, you know, if anything I can give, you know, I can and um, just happy to be a resource. Absolutely. If someone listening to this right now, they want to connect with you, they're like, please, please, please take all these resources. How to go about that, Vinny? How can people hit you up online, asking questions, all that jazz? Yo, first off, go to go to Flow's social media and search for me because I promise you I will be there. First and foremost, <laughs> so that's the easiest way to find me. I got a hell of a name, uh, Vinny Potestivo. You know, VP. How about this? The best way, VPE TV. Five letters, VPE TV. Uh, that will get you to my world, um, and I appreciate you even you know checking out. But definitely. Find me through Flow's social. <laughs> and I'll definitely uh, hit you up on LinkedIn. Like, hey, remember me? And you're like, who's that? Yeah. Definitely. No, like, I, I love, love, please. <laughs> By the way, creatives specifically, I'm calling all creatives. Come to LinkedIn. I cannot, I can't, okay. okay. I was going to say something and then I was going to tell you, but now I realize I really can't tell you. Oh, so no. Someone that I recently told to come to LinkedIn who is, super famous and i love him and i am so proud of him um came on linkedin and saw a job that he was like holy shit this totally sounds like this is like are they describing me like this is what i want to be and then it's happening it's happening right now he he is 
a non-traditional executive that you would know as like a celebrity or whatever and there's a strategy job uh, that's enough man there's a job (laughs) there's a job and strategy that that resonated and he, he went for it and he and they were interested in it and it happened because creatives stand out on linkedin right now and if you come to linkedin I ask one thing. You can follow me. Hashtag LinkedIn. It's a pun. You know, it's funny. Uh, it's kind of a running joke here how much I, I, I dislike puns. No offense. But one of my friends got me a pun calendar. And as I record this, this is actually March 1st recording this. And today's is uh, some aquatic mammals in the zoo escaped. It was otter chaos. Get it? <laughs> okay, that's enough. All right, Vinny, thanks so much for being on the show, man. You am Sam Randall Podcast for the creatives. I mean, I've learned so much. I'm hitting up IMDb after this. This has changed the way I'm looking at things. This is pretty awesome, man. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. I'll see you there. IMDb. Let's make it happen. Hey, before you go, just want to say my book, Graduation Day, Life Lessons from the Real World, is now available on Amazon. You know, the concept of the book comes from when I graduated college and I wasn't impressed about my commencement speaker and what he had to say. And I said, I had some life experiences. Let me go back in time to a proverbial time machine and tell younger me things I learned as an adult. I share stories about the time where I almost died riding a motorcycle or the time where I had no money but decided to do a wedding in Italy, DJ a wedding in Italy to save my business and much, much more. Graduation Day, life lessons from the real world is available on Amazon. Just look for me at Global Voice. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours. 